Hi, everyone. Here's a sneak peek of Dishing Drama with Dana Wilkie. If you'd like to hear the full episode, please subscribe to us on Patreon. Come on, bitch, bitch, bitch let's go. Come on, get, get, get ready, bitches. Hello, Dana. <laughs> How are you? I am well. I just got back from San Diego. How was it? It was really beautiful. Um, I, I quite like San Diego. I'm trying to convince my mom to move there from Northern California. Oh, gosh. It's like a little closer. And I just, she like loves the beach town vibe. So. Yeah. She's, you know, uh, San Francisco is such a different vibe from San Diego, though. Yeah. I don't know if she could handle the people. <laughs> I mean, it's better than L.A. people, I feel. It's different. Yeah, it's a definitely different. It's more like down to earth wealth. Yeah, it's it's slowed down for sure. Yeah, but she's used to San Francisco's a lot of intellectuals, academics, thinkers, uh, mm-hmm. technologists, tech, like yeah, all that science, tech stuff. like how is she going to function with a bunch of people are like, what, you know, seafood are we going to eat tomorrow? And what surf are we catching? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they do do yoga in both places. So they have that in common. <laughs> right. And speaking of tech. <laughs> wow. That was like the worst tie in ever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so Casey, I wanted to do this episode alone with you because it's going to get intimate. Mm. <laughs> sexual intimacy or different intimacy? No, it's it may get a little sexual. You never know. Oh, uh, yeah. So um, I recently uh, saw The Dissident. Did you see The Dissident? I did. Yeah. And Something that a lot of people don't know about me uh, is that the director, writer, and producer of that film, and also another Oscar-winning film, Icarus, was one of the first loves of my life. What? (laughs) Yes. Wait, what's his name? Brian Fogel. Didn't he win an Oscar? He won an Oscar. He was the uh, he was featured in his documentary Icarus, which is what won the Oscar. Um, he's the, the he ends up becoming like the part of the experiment. I think intent he didn't intend that, but then over time it just made more sense for him to be almost the star of his own documentary because he could do what he wanted, you know, with the doping and stuff. Yeah, do you right. know about that movie? Um, it's it's about doping in sports, right? Yeah. So uh, before I get into my personal relationship with Brian, which I think you guys are going to really enjoy hearing some of, of the stories and, and learning a little about him, because he's a he's a pretty uh, he's a deep dude. I mean, he's a really deep dude. Um, but I, I guess I wanted to do this story because. There's a lesson in this. <laughs> as there almost always is in my podcasts, 
But there's a lesson. I learned a really valuable lesson from Brian Fogel and our time together. And I, I want to share it with everyone because I think it's really going to blow their minds. So Icarus was basically, uh, it was a film that Brian got inspired to do uh, just to back up the way that Brian became super famous was he wrote, produced and directed this film called Icarus and Icarus is a movie where <laughs> Brian started out doing this movie because he's mad into cycling. He's been mad into cycling like since about the time we broke up actually, which was in our early twenties and you know, he was, he was really into it. And I think because he loved cycling so much, he was interested in the topic. Mm -hmm. And then uh, what he ends up stumbling on is the fact that all of these athletes that are in these professional cycling races are actually taking dope to be able to enhance their performance so they can stay on their you know, pedal faster, have a larger, a better endurance. They don't get fatigued, all these things. And they're basically rigging the races. And Brian kind of stumbles upon how this dope is not only getting formulated, but how it's actually getting trafficked to all of these, you know, cycling professionals. Okay. Mm -hmm. So at this time, this is, you know, major stuff. He, he interviews a Russian scientist, Grigory Rochnikov, who is the director of Russia's National Anti-Doping Laboratory. Um, and, but I guess he confides in Brian that, you know, even though he's supposed to be in charge of the anti-doping laboratory, he's actually kind of helping the Russians dope their athletes. And so uh, Roshnikov creates a plan for Brian to take banned performance enhancing drugs in a way that will evade detection from the drug testing. Okay. Cause right. Brian's actually the athlete, <laughs> which is so awesome that he did this. I can't believe he did this by the way, knowing him <laughs> that he made himself the star of this movie, but it just shows how committed he was to this, you know, theme. Um, and so basically what Brian ends up proving is that you can absolutely dope and with the, the help of the right kind of expert go under the radar and the, they will not find it with drug testing that you've been doping up. Jeez. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, Brian and this scientist guy from Russia become friends and <laughs> all hell breaks loose. As you can imagine, because allegations emerge in international media over the possible existence of a program where Russia is basically pretending they have like an anti-doping program, but really the anti-doping program is what's doping all the athletes mm. and helping them get away with it. So Brian, being the stand-up guy that he is, flies the scientist, Rajnikov, to Los Angeles to protect him. And they end up going and speaking with the U.S. Department of Justice. And they also talk to the New York Times. And they basically say that they know that Russia is conspiring to cheat at the Olympics and, and, and has been cheating at the Olympics for a very long time. Whoa. So, yeah. So it's a whole thing. 
And I, I guess, although I'm not up on this part, but I mean, the Russians were like, obviously pretty pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine. <laughs> Brian's life was obviously in danger. And Grigory Rajnikov, uh, the director of the Russia's National Anti-Doping Laboratory, that was also the guy giving the dope, was in danger for ratting out the Russians. Right. And uh, so uh, pretty scary stuff, I guess, went down. It almost became like a spy novel. Yeah. Um, uh, Let me read you this one part. On camera, Rajnikov testifies that at the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi, with the help of the Federal Security Service, he and his team switched steroid-tainted urine of the Russian national team with clean samples, evading positive detection. He provides spreadsheets, disks, emails, and more incriminating evidence of Russian involvement, forcing the World Anti-Doping Agency and the International Olympic Committee to investigate. After WADA's independent investigation confirms Rajnikov's claims, U.S. law enforcement places him in protective custody. Rajnikov's lawyer, Jim Walden, appears briefly in the film describing the threats to Rajnikov's life and the suspicious deaths of two of Rajnikov's associates. So it didn't just, you know, stop at threats. Two of his associates ended up dying mysteriously. Yikes. Yeah, so Brian's like into some really dangerous shit. He sure <laughs> yeah. is. I love it. I mean, that is so hot, right? Now, just to be fair, the Russians aren't the only ones who got into this mess. Remember Lance Armstrong? Mm-hmm. Lance Armstrong's famous for hanging out with Matthew McConaughey in Malibu for like a long time. He was like tight with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. We should have known something was up then, right? Because Matthew right. McConaughey used to have parties where he'd like everybody was really like, drunk and stoned and like he'd play drums for hours. So we should have known something was up <laughs> <laughs> when Lance was tight with him. I mean, he's in shape and all, but you know. Um, <laughs> so uh, Icarus comes out in 2017, it wins an Oscar in 2018. But, you know, Brian's building up all this content years leading up to this. And I do, you know, I think there's some scenes where Brian is, is doing stuff in uh, like 2014, 15, 16, like, so I think it was done over a long period of time. Lance Armstrong's situation came out in uh, 2012 because the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency concluded that Armstrong had used performance-enhancing drugs over the course of his entire career and named him as the ringleader of, get this, Casey, Mm. the most sophisticated, professionalized, and successful doping program that sports has ever seen. Uh, Anyway, Armstrong maintained his innocence, but uh, he chose not to contest the charges. Uh, uh. (laughs) Right. He received a lifetime ban from all sports that followed the world anti-doping code ending his competitive cycling career because, you know, this was really huge stuff because Lance Armstrong was considered, you know, the best cyclist in the world. And it turns out that he's doping. Anyway, at the end of it all, uh, Armstrong settled his civil lawsuit with the United States Department of Justice and agreed to pay five million. Yeah. Wow. 
anyway, in Icarus, Brian's really focusing on the corruption of the athletic world. And what he learns is that it exists, you know, definitely in Russia, but because of all the stuff that's happening kind of parallel to what Brian finds out, uh, we realize that it's also happening in the U S right. Yeah. Um, what I thought was really wild about the dissident was it really what, you know, it's not about corruption within an industry, although I suppose it is when you look at the stuff that comes out about Twitter and Amazon, but it's more of a, a conversation about Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Totally. And I do want to talk about The Dissident uh, because it's a, it's an amazing film. And I think uh, not a lot of people saw it because of some of the things I'm going to get into. There is some serious scandals uh, surrounding the suppression of The Dissident that Brian did. And of course, I'm always right next to scandal, right? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, there's a scandal. Chances are I'm six degrees. You're sniffing around it. Okay, so now we're going to change gears for a second. And we're going to go down Dana's album of love. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's go to page one of Dana's album of love. (laughs) So uh, I ended up meeting Brian Fogle in Beverly Hills. He was this really cute um he's like kind of he's like he's really cute i can't explain yeah, he is really cute there's something about brian okay first of all he's jewish and he's super like i love the jewish men love them i don't know why but it, there's a i have a thing okay and so uh it, and that's not to say i haven't dated non-jewish men but i definitely have a thing for jewish men Something very sexy about them to me. And so Brian's Jewish and he's cute and he's super smart. Okay. So I meet him one night. I don't even remember where I met him. If you are liking what you're hearing, please review, rate, and subscribe. 